Hey, I'm Michael, online pastor at Silverdale Baptist Church, and I'm excited to welcome you to our podcast. Now, after you listen to this episode, I hope you'll stick around for just a moment. I'll be sharing about some resources we have for you, as well as a few things going on at Silverdale right now that we would love for you to be a part of. Now, I really hope this podcast is just what you need today to help you in your relationship with Jesus. Welcome, welcome, welcome. It's good to see all of you. I'm grateful for you. If you're joining us online, I want to thank you as well for being with us. And as always, I just like to begin this way. If you can, let's grab a Bible or open up a Bible app and let's head into the Old Testament. We are in the book of Psalms. And today we're looking at Psalm 121. And it is um, really, it's the last Psalm that we're going to be looking at in our series mixed tape. And um, I will say, I think, I believe that Psalm 121 is one of the most beautiful psalms found in Scripture. And so let me, let me tell you why I believe this is such a, just a beautiful, beautiful psalm. Um, King Solomon, King Solomon, the wisest man who ever lived, he talked about the uncertainty of life. In Proverbs 27.1, he says this, do not boast about tomorrow for you do not know what a day may bring and it's true, right? It's true, we all know that, right? Life is full of uncertainties. Later on in, in the life of, of King, King Solomon, he reaffirmed that truth. Um, he says this just bluntly, as bluntly. He says the only thing in life that is certain is death, right? And it's death. And I think now most of us are aware of this, right? We're, 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 we're aware of the reality that life can take drastic and sudden changes even in a blink of an eye. That is why I find this psalm so dear and so beautiful. What makes this psalm so special is this psalm was sung by God's people when they were facing threatening uncertainties, just like each one of us, you, you and I. This song was sung by the Jew, Jews as they were traveling to Jerusalem to worship. You see, three times a year, they had these feasts in Jerusalem, and people from all over the land would travel to Jerusalem, and the trip was long, and it was exhausting, and there were hazards everywhere, and they would just travel. And, and, and travel, once again, this isn't lost on you. Back in the day, man, it was much different than today. The roads, they, they just dusty. They weren't paved. Um, there's, I don't know, there's, you know, this long road, there's no Starbucks. There's no, I don't know, pumpkin spice latte. I don't even, you can do nothing, right? Can't just get some energy drink. It's hard and it's long. If, if it was raining, you're going to get wet and you're going to walk in the mud. And if it's cold, you're going to shiver and you're going to keep walking. If it was hot, 
Man, you're just going to get, you're going to get hot. You're going to sweat, but you just keep going. You keep going year after year. These faithful people of God, they just would plod along. Once again, they didn't have, they didn't have no car radios. They didn't have no iPhone to listen to music. They, they didn't, they, they didn't even have an iPad so the, the kids could, I don't know, <laughs> watch on Disney Plus. They had none of this. So the question is, what did they do? What did they do when they're taking this long journey? They sung. And what they sing? They sung this psalm right here. And as they were traveling to go worship in Jerusalem, it would remind them as they sung this song that the God that they were going to see was a God that walked with them in their journey. Now here's the deal. This is a picture for you and I. Because we too are pilgrims, we too are on a journey, and it's hard. And what do you mean it's hard? It's life. And this psalm's going to tell us, show us, teach us that this God that we're going to spend eternity with in heaven is not only there in heaven, but I'm telling you, Christian, he is here with us now, and he's walking with us on this journey. That is why this is a beautiful psalm. So we're going to go through it. We're going to go through it. We're going to see really four truths about God that will help each and every one of us as we're going on this journey that we call life. So let's get to it. Let's see. This, this was sung 3,000 years ago. We can sing it today. First thing, the pilgrim is going to tell us is the Lord is our helper. Come on, the Lord is our helper. Now, once again, as you're going through the psalm, like all of our psalms, it kind of has a heading there. Let's look at the heading. The head, heading says, my help comes from the Lord. That's the title. It says it's a song of ascent. This lets us know that this is one of the songs that the people of God sung on their way to worship in Jerusalem. There's 15 of them in all. Now we're going to get into it. This is the song sung by these men and women on their faithful trip to worship. Verse 1, really just the first part of it. Here's what it says, I. The I is the pilgrim, the traveler, the worshiper, I. Look what he does. Lift up my eyes to the hills. I'm going to stop. Let's talk about that. This is really a picture here of a pilgrim on their way to Jerusalem to worship God. And he's on this road. It's dusty. It's long and he sees the trail, and, and he lifts up his eyes. And when he lifts up his eyes, all he sees ahead of him are additional hills, more hills, more hills. Now, we don't know the exact situation he was in. I imagine his day had been long. I imagine there had been many struggles. I imagine that maybe he's stopping and he's resting, and he's thinking perhaps he's almost there. I don't know. But as he lifts his head, he looks, and he sees additional hills. I don't know, but I can tell you this. If you've been hiking, and you spent your whole day hiking, and you get to a plateau, you get to an area where you think you're almost there, only to look up and see that you have more to climb, it can be really it's disheartening. It can be. No, no, maybe, maybe, maybe you're here today and you're sitting here and you're saying, man, I can relate to that. I can relate to that. I can relate to that. 
Well, my, my life's been hard. I've been struggling. There's a lot of things going on in my, 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 my life. And I, and, I, and I get to a place, I get to a position, I get to an age, I get to a time, I get to a, I don't know, a situation. And I, and I thought it was a plateau. I thought I could take a breath. I thought I could rest. But as I look up and I'm looking beyond and I'm seeing the corridor of my life as it goes ahead, you know what? All I see are additional hills. I see additional struggles. I see additional things that I did not think were there. And the fight's been hard and there's more hills. Now, we don't know why this specific pilgrim had anxiety. I don't know why he had, you know, all of this. I don't know, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know. Maybe he's sitting there on the plateau or the resting spot and I don't know, maybe there's a little bench. I have no clue. He's sitting down, he's looking and he's got anxiety. You got anxiety because I know ahead of me we got these hills and I don't know what's behind those hills. I don't know what's in those hills. There could be, I don't know, robbers. There could be thieves. There could be trouble. There could be all sorts of dangerous things. You got anxiety. But then maybe even you're looking past that and you know there is a final destination, right? It's home. It's heaven. It's, it's with great God Almighty. And there's also anticipation. Maybe we can have a little of all of that. We can have both those. We can. I'm looking to my future. I'm like, man, I don't, there's hills, man. I don't know what's behind those hills. I got anxiety, but I also have great anticipation because I know there's a good God waiting for me. Whatever he's feeling, I don't know, but it leads him to ask a question. That's the last part of verse one. See all the hills? Here's his question. From where does my help come? Like, I'm like, for real, man, <laughs> you know, for real, I'm actually got hills, man. I thought I thought I was at a place in my life where I was going to rest, man. Now I'm seeing all these hills. Where is my help going to come? He just cries out, "Where is my help?" What I want us to notice specifically is that word "help," because in the Hebrew there's a specific word used, and the word "help" in English doesn't really capture. The full meaning, because the word help in English, the word help in, in English, well, it can mean, it can mean, it can mean assistance. Where does my assistance come from? And that's not what he's saying. He's not saying where my assistance come from. The Hebrew word is ezer, and it means protection, guidance, blessing. So the psalmist, the pilgrim, the traveler, he's not asking, he's not asking, where is my walking stick going to be found? He's not, he's not, he's not saying that. He said, I need much more than, I need much more than assistance. I don't, I don't need a TED talk. I don't need a TED talk. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't need a podcast going to tell me 10 ways to be happy. And do, man, the, that's all good and get whatever. That's cool. That's whatever. I need some azare, man. I need something more than assistance. I need something more than this is going to get me through the, 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 the day. I need something substantial. I need protection. I need guidance. I need blessing. Tell you what, church, that's my same question too. And where's, where's my azare going to come from? Now, he doesn't think too much about the question because he gives his answer in verse two. Here's his answer. My help, my azare comes from, well, Yahweh. That's the living God of the universe. And by the way, in case you didn't know who he was, he lets us know. Comes from the Lord who made, look, heaven and earth. In case you have not been properly introduced, 
to his God. He says, my God is the God who made it all. That's where my is there is going to come from. And I was thinking on this, by identifying, it helps, it helps. These cl- clarifying helps, clarifying, made heaven and earth. By saying, my help, my is there is coming from the God of the universe who made heaven and earth. And that little clarifier lets us know really some important truths about where our help ought to come from. It comes from the maker of heaven and earth. One, he's saying, look, 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 the God of the universe, maker of heaven and earth, he is the only one. Who can help? I'm not talking about assisting. I'm talking about a zare. I'm talking about blessings, protection. I'm talking about the whole thing. Now, I'm going to tell you, we would all say this. We know this to be true. There are many people. There are even people who profess to be Christians who are going around getting help, trying to get help, assistance from things that did not make heaven and earth, and it's futile. When he says he made heaven and earth, it means that he is what? Second, I'm thinking of this. He's supreme. He's supreme. Like he's over everything. Sometimes I'm walking outside. I'm walking outside and I look down. I see a little ant, a little ant doing this little number. And I'm like, you know who's directing that little ant's path? The maker of heaven and earth. That's who? Same one giving me my assistance it also lets us know that he is all-powerful. He's got all the power. He's got all the power. Here's the deal. Guys, as we're journeying through life, we've got problems, we've got difficulties. And the tendency is this. The tendency, my tendency, I think all of our tendency, tendency to do something like this. I'm going to focus on the problem. I'm going to focus on the difficulties. But this traveler... This, this pilgrim says, no, man, lift those eyes up. Let's go above the hills. Let's go to the destination. And he wants us to understand the God that we worship, the God who created heaven, the God who created earth, the God of the supreme above all things is not just with us in heaven for eternity. That God is with us right here and now, and he is walking with us. The Lord is our Helper. That's the first thing he's going to say. We're going to get to verse 3, and he's going to say, the Lord is our guardian. I'm walking through life, man. Real quick, let me do this. Before I read verse 3, I want you guys to notice something. The psalmist, the, 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 the pilgrim, he's, he's going to change the way he speaks. He's going to stop speaking in first person. That's I, me, and my. And now he's going to flip and start speaking in second person, right? You and yours. This lets us know that he starts talking to himself. Now he's preaching to himself. And by the way, it's a good thing to preach to yourself. He doesn't say, my help's going to come from God Almighty. Now I'm going to tell myself. I'm going to tell myself. He's speaking to himself. Verse 3. He, that's God, will not let your foot be moved. He's speaking to himself. Now, sometimes you got to speak to yourself. You got to speak to yourself. It's okay, man. It's okay. I got to remind myself who God is. I got to remind myself. I got to remind myself that he's faithful. I got to remind myself that he will not let my foot be moved. That's what it says. He protects his people. He protects his people. He will not let them fall. Not only that, keep going, verse 3. He who keeps you, that's God, I I love this, I love this, will not slumber that's good. That's good. He's not sleepy. God's not sleepy. He's not going to grow weary 
Once again, we're all prone to. Well, all of us, all, and all of you, you can eat that turkey. Once you get after that, you get a little sleepy. You get a little sleepy, you know? The, the tryptophan or whatever they call it. Just read an article that everything I believed about that isn't true. I don't know. Point is, I get a full belly, I get sleepy. God does not. God does not. God does not grow weary. His arms do not grow tired. He does not become drowsy. He's telling himself. Now, we gotta, no, so you got to remind yourself that sometimes, too. You go through them hard. You go through them difficult, culty. And you're like, well, maybe is God asleep? No, he is not asleep. Doesn't get tired. Not only that, look, verse 4, he's going to repeat it to himself. It's like he won't make sure he understands it. Verse 4, behold, that means really, he, God, who keeps Israel, that's God's people, he repeats it, will neither slumber nor sleep. He's got it. God's got it. I don't know why he's repeating this self to, him, to, to himself. I don't know. I don't know. He's sitting there. He's seeing the hills, and he's like, I need to remind myself. I remind myself. I remind myself. I need to be reminded. God watches over every single one of his followers. We see that here. He, don't, he not only watches over us collectively, he watches over us individually throughout our daily Activities, And I'll tell you what, I take great comfort in that. No, I'm going to tell you, no, listen, I sleep better at night because I know my God is not sleeping, you know? Not only that, he defends us spiritually. He is able to keep us falling into sin. He's able to keep us from unfaithfulness, unbelief. He is our guardian. Once again, we got this traveler and he's singing the song and he's reminding himself, the Lord is my helper. The Lord is my guardian. Now he's going to tell us this. The Lord is our protector. Ain't it? I don't care, I don't, I don't care how strong you are. We all need some protection, right? In life, I was thinking about this. You have both, well, what I would say You've got dangers and you've got pitfalls. And dangers and pitfalls are different. They, they are. I mean, we, we got both of them. They're different, though. A, da- a danger, a danger, a danger is something that is dangerous, but you see it, you know? There's a, there's a, danger, there's a danger. A pitfall, a pitfall, that's a danger you do not see, and, but you fall into it. It's called a pitfall. It's not called an obvious fall. You know what I mean? It's a pitfall. Now, here's the thing. There's spiritual dangers that I'm aware of. And if I'm aware of them, I see them and I guard against them. I know this for a fact. You may not believe me, but I'm going to tell you, these are dangers you should be on guard about. If I am not meeting with the saints, if I am not reading my Bible, if I'm not having fellowship, if I'm not praying, I'm going to get in some spiritual danger. It just will happen. But what really surprises me perpetually is about the pitfalls. Like I get into stuff that I did not know was there. I did not see was coming and it trips me up. It entangles me. So the question is, what then, man? I need protection. I need protection from dangers. I need protection from the pitfalls. Well, we're going to see here, even if, I shouldn't say if, even when we fall into a pitfall, The God that is in heaven 
And the God that walks with me on the road is the same God that will be with me when I fall into a pit fall. Christian, you never fall into a pit alone. God is always there. Check it out. Verse five. Here we go. The Lord is your keeper. He's talking to himself. He's your keeper. Even, even if you, even if you, you could just walk and walk, walk and pitfall. Boom. God's there. Keep going. Look, the Lord, oh, come on. The Lord is your shade on your right hand. Yeah. What's going on here? All right. Broadly, I would say this. Broadly, I would say this. In the Middle East, in Judea specifically, one of the greatest dangers is to walk in the sun with no protection. And the sun's just going to just beat down on you. Good news is God's there, man. God's there. I could say this. How, how many of you, what I say, do you have some sun problems blistering down upon you and we all might all say yeah in some capacity I do well the good news is God protects his people well okay God's gonna protect me how close is he we see right here how close is he he's on your right hand he's always available Honestly, this text, so I'm studying the text. This is so, you guys have seen stuff like this, I'm sure. I'm studying this text, and, I'm, and so I'm sitting there trying to understand. Every, I'm trying to understand it. What does that mean, what, understand? And here's what happened. I went outside. It was a sunny day. You know what I did? Doop. And it hit me. That's how close God is. My right hand. I use my protect me from the sun. God is that close. You need him. He's there. Verse six. He's going to keep going over this. He's going to keep talking about this. Look at this. Verse six. The sun shall not strike you by day. Okay. 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 This other stuff I've been trying to figure out. No, I got. I think. I think I got. But nor the moon by night. You got a contrast there. All right. Like at nighttime, at nighttime, it's dark outside. It's dark outside. You do not have to worry about the sun. Okay, it's not going to blister me. But I tell you what, I'll tell you what, at nighttime, you get a whole new set of problems, okay? Now, you do, you do. You get thieves, you know, wild animals. And I was thinking, oh, okay, 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 okay. I'm going to give you an example. I'm going to give you an example. This is what came to my mind I hope this is helpful because this is exactly what I thought about. This is, this is, an exa- this is a story from my life. I'm going to tell it to the best of my ability. When we lived in Africa, all right, about every six months, we would take, you know, a long hike, three, four, five days, whatever, every six months. That's what we do. That's what we're going to do, okay? And it was It was fantastic. One time, I thought it'd be nice to take a hike, take a, a longer hike to this place. It's called the Northern Highlands, okay? It's in northern Tanzania. It's on the Maasai area where the tribe is, and it's not a lot of, pe- not a lot of people do that. Not, not a lot of people do that. I got a guy. I got a guy. I got a guy from the Chaga tribe. He's the guy who would lead all my long hikes. His name was Nico. So I ring Nico up. I go, Nico, man, I want to do the northern northern crater thing I want to do that can we do that and Nico's like yeah we can do that I'll get you I'll take care of you Nico's gonna take care of me 
And Nico does this. Nico goes, Nico goes, Nico goes, I just need you to meet me here at this time. Bring your stuff. I'm going to, I'm, I'm going to supply the stuff. I'm going to bring the stuff. When we get there, we're going to have to, we're going to have to, you're going, you're going to have to get some supplies. We'll get some supplies when we get there. Great. Nico's a good guy. He's a great guy. We pick the day, we get up there, we get out, Nico's there, we got all of our equipment, all of Nico's equipment, and Nico goes, he goes up to me, goes, okay, now we need to get some additional provisions. All right, that's fine, I get it. Can't go to REI, what are we gonna do, Nico? Nico goes, well, here's the first thing you need. He needs, you need these things over here, and he points, there's a bunch of donkeys and donkeys. And I'm like, Nico, why we need donkeys? He goes, listen, you need donkeys because you're going to have to carry in all your water, all your food. You're going to carry everything, Travis. And it's really difficult hike and all of that. And unless you can put all this on your little chicken legs, you're going to need a donkey. And I go, we're going to need donkeys, man. And he, told me, he, goes, he goes, listen, we're going to go find a good donkey. I go, Nico, I'm from Texas, but I don't know what a good donkey looks like, right? He comes back, he goes, Travis, we're going to need four donkeys. And he told me how much it's going to cost to rent a donkey. And it was more than I, it was, it was more than it should be. And I said, will three donkeys work? And he goes, we'll see. All right. So we get our donkeys. And the story's going, listen, listen. He goes, we need something else. We need something else. We need something else. And, and, he, and he points his other direction. And all I'm saying, there's a group of Maasai warriors there. Now the Maasai warriors, they some fierce men, man. They got all their warrior regalia on they got these big old spears big spears and they're ferocious fearsome kind of guys i once i want listen no they're stoic i once went up to a maasai and i told him my best swahili joke and he did not laugh and i thought he wanted to hurt me these guys are tough and i go 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 listen why do we need a Ma- maasai warriors we're just you're just going you know, up there. He goes, he goes, this is what he said. He goes, he goes, listen, listen, Travis. First of all, we're in Maasai land. We need a Maasai guide. All right. Second of all, we're taking donkeys now. And what you got to understand is the predators, lions, leopards, they like to eat donkeys. Donkeys must taste good. And let me tell you something. If you think it's expensive to rent a donkey, try buying a donkey. And I said, so they're kind of like insurance. You're like, yeah, the Maasai are the insurance, basically. And so we do it. We get, we get, we get, we get all together and, and, and when we, we head out. We're going. First day, first day, first day, everything's good. Second day, all right, second day, we get to our place, set up the tents, cook our meal, we eat it, it's all good. Mm-mm-mm. But I'm tired because chicken legs get tired, man. And so I'm like, I'm going to rest. We, we go to bed. It's nighttime, nighttime, middle of night, middle of night, man. I hear all this commotion in the camp and I wake up and I think to myself, somebody's trying to eat our donkeys, man. And I said, I got two options. I can get out and try to help protect the donkey or I can roll over and go back to bed. Guess what I did? I rolled over and went back to bed and I slept good. Why, why? Because I got my, my, my insurance out there, man. I got, I got, I got the Maasai warriors were out there. I can sleep good. I worry about it. I get up in the morning and they say, sure enough, somebody tried to eat one of our donkeys. But everyone's okay. Now think about it. This is what I was reminded of here. 
By not, you're not going to be harmed. Let me tell you something. The God that saves, right? This God that is creator of heaven and earth is infinitely stronger than a thousand Maasai warriors. And if I can sleep good at night with a couple of them protecting me in this little tent, how much more should I sleep peacefully knowing night, day, it don't matter. It does not matter. The God of the universe, from the time I was born till the time he takes me home, this God, this God will protect me and you, Christian, too. Why, 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 why does God say, I think, command more than any other command in the Bible, do not fear? Do not fear. Why? Because to fear for the Christian is an indictment on this God who already said he got you. And he's good. He's good and he's always there. He is our protector. Final thing we're going to see starting in verse 7. The Lord is our keeper. Oh, yeah, because I need a keeper too. Verse 7. The Lord will keep you, Christian, from, man, words matter. It doesn't say from evil. It says from all evil, all evil. He will keep your life. The psalmist, the pilgrim is clearly stating he will preserve you. He will protect you. He will keep you. And the word evil here refers to more than just, I don't know, evil intent, wickedness. It means he will preserve your soul, your, not just your physical life, the whole person. He's got you. Verse 8, the Lord will keep you going, will keep your going out and your coming in from this time forth and forevermore. It's complete. It's complete. It's complete. The picture here is from the time. It's a picture. You can read that the picture is from the time you leave your door to go out to the time you come back in, God's got you. You're moving. You're going about. Just like in verse 6, it says night and day. Once again, he got the in-betweens, the in-betweens. He got, we got, he got, we got the, the day, you got your hand. At night, he's protecting you. The in-between activities, he's got you. I would say this, though, because I do not want you to have an unbiblical view and there's no confusion here this verse is not teaching us that you will not ever suffer or have hardships but the Lord's gonna ultimately protect you preserve you keep you hold you sustain you to be the person that he has called you to be to the very in I get it at some point death will find each one of us but God is over all and he's going to keep you he's going to keep you he's going to keep you so we too like this pilgrim on this life journey we're headed we're, we're Christian you're headed to the ultimate temple heaven that's going to be glorious it's going to be good the journey might be hard and there's going to be hills, there's going to be valleys. 
But the God that's there is the God that's here. Come on. And the God that's here will be the God that goes in the pit with you. Be the God daytime, nighttime, anytime, all the time. He is your helper. He is your guardian. He is your protector and he is your keeper. And he's good. He's good. He's good. (laughs) Real quick, because some of you might ask. So Travis, what is the funniest joke in Swahili? I'll tell you, to the best of my ability. All right, let me make sense of it. Here we go. This is what I said. You can see how tough these guys are because this, this is gold, man. What if you're, when you're on a long hike out in the wilderness and you see a mouse, what do you call it? That's the setup. Now, I'm going to give you the answer in Swahili. It's a play on words, and I'm going to explain it to you. The answer is Samaki Yaporini, which means, <laughs> it means fish of the forest. In other words, dinner. It's, it's kind of funny. This life is hard. Our God is good. And we are blessed as brothers and sisters to walk through it together and we can laugh and we can cry and all of it, God gets the glory. Let's pray. Father God, I thank you for this church. I thank you that ultimately in all things, you are protecting us, holding us, carrying us, guarding us. And though we may come to a plateau, though we may come to a place where we think that we can rest, but we look up and we see there are more hills, there's more hills, there's more hills. I pray we keep our eyes on you. That we walk faithfully. And we ask this in the name of our Savior, Jesus. Amen. Well, I hope this was helpful to you. If while listening, you realized you need to take the next step in your relationship with Jesus, we would love to help you with that. You can connect with us by clicking the link in the show notes to our website and then clicking the connect card button. In our weekend worship services, we are in a sermon series called The Seven Commands of Christ. Jesus gave dozens of commands and as followers of Jesus, we should obey all of them. Over the next several weeks, we are focusing on seven that will change your life. We would love for you to join each week at one of our campuses or you can attend online. You will find service times by clicking the link in the show notes to our website. You know, there's so many ways for you to get involved and be a part of what God is doing here at Silverdale. And we really want you to feel welcome and a part. So please stay connected. Be sure to like and follow us on the different social media accounts. You'll find all the links in the show notes of this episode. And lastly, help us spread the word about this podcast. Take a moment to share this episode with your family and friends. Again, we appreciate you listening and hope you will join us again next time.